Welcome to the Daniel Artest Podcast. Today, I have a special guest. I have Anna Horford with me. Uh, she is a social media personality who is also the host of the Horford Happy Hour Podcast and also is the sister of NBA All-Star Al Horford. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk with you. Yeah, thank you. This is the first time I ever did a an interview with a sibling of an NBA player. And um, so I just wanted to, you know, just... Like we, we go through the same things, I think, um, as far as like, you know, the social media and everything like that. So, you know, I just wanted to just, you know, have a conversation and, and just talk about, you know, us pretty much as being like, you know, the siblings of our, you know, NBA brothers and everything. And just talk about the stuff that we deal with on the stuff that they don't see, but what we deal with. Yeah, it's actually really nice um, talking with other NBA siblings because we go through a unique experience that like no one else goes through and like other people don't fully understand. So it's always nice talking with other people affiliated with, um, you know, the NBA. So yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. Yeah, I know. I know. But we have like an eight year gap. I think my brother was drafted in 99 and I want to say your brother was in 2000 and I want to say 2007, but I think I want to say 2007. I think it was 2007. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely different. So, like, how how was it? My experience growing up with 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 with, with Ron or Meta, whatever everybody want to call him, I call him Ron still. Um, <laughs> was like I played basketball too myself, so it was like really competitive in the house all the time um, for everything, pretty much, and. Um, you know, so was that was it like that for you? Because I know that Al's the only one that doesn't play basketball in family. You got your other brother, um, Josh, that also played too as well. So like, how was it like, you know, growing up in that household? Yeah, it was actually, it was really interesting. So Al and John are the oldest. There are five Horford siblings. I'm right in the middle. And we have a younger sister, Maria. We have a younger brother, Josh. Mm-hmm. Our brother, John, who's the second oldest under Al, he played for the University of Michigan, And then he played for the University of Florida his senior year. And then he played in the G League for several years. Um, He did uh, like preseason with Milwaukee Bucks, who our dad played for. And, um, you know, he he did the G League for a few years with the Grand Rapids Drive. And so Alan John, super competitive. They're the same exact size, you know, 6'10", about 250. So they were always really, really competitive with each other. Me, unfortunately, I blew out my knee really, really young. So my basketball career ended, you know, early high school. And um, our younger brother played junior college, but uh, decided he kind of wanted to go the entrepreneurial route. So he's got his own clothing line, advanced apathy that he does. Um, But yeah, I mean, basketball is a generational thing in the Horford family for sure. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought you brought that up too, because yes, your father did play in NBA Tito Horford. Um, he played in NBA mm-hmm. a couple of years and everything. So, I mean, that's actually pretty fun. You, you y'all been around for for a while with this with this basketball, like you said, is definitely like a generational thing. And then your brothers, you know, they just took it they just took it to another level. And um, we have a connection too because back in uh my AAU days in high school, I I played with Joe Kim. You know, so. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and Joe played with Al at Florida, of course. Yeah. They won the back to back national championships. And yeah. yeah, that was a great team. Great college team for sure. Yes. So how was that like, you know, winning, winning a national championship? Oh, what well, watching your brother win a national championship. Like, how was that 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 for the family? Was it like a lot of pride and everything? 
Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. That was like so much fun. My only thing is I wish I would have been a little older when it was happening because I was around like 13, um, you know, so I couldn't really celebrate the way that everyone else was celebrating going out. You know, we, um, Indianapolis one year, Atlanta, the other year, and, um, everyone's, you know, popping champagne, smoking cigars, doing some other stuff. And so, you know, I was a little young to like partake, but, um, it was, it was great. I mean, those years were so fun for our entire family and it was a really unique experience because I mean, winning one championship is one thing going back to back national championships. That's really rare. So, we were definitely all really, really proud of Al and his team and, and everything. Yeah. And um, I know I want to get more, I want to get to know more about you though. You know what I'm saying? Because I know how it is sometimes where like, sometimes yeah. I feel some, I ain't going to even lie to you. Okay. Like sometimes I feel like so singled out sometimes. Do you ever get this when people come up to you and be like, they ask you about like, before they even say, Hey, how you doing, Anna? They just ask about your brother real quick. Yeah, all the time. Or can I get courtside seats? Or can I get a jersey signed? Or, you know, my cousin is sick in the hospital. Can you send money? Or can you do this or that? Yeah, it's, um, it's a whole thing. You know, it's, it's just it kind of comes with the territory. But at the same time, you know, we're not the ones playing or signing these contracts. And And what bugs me the most, I think, about that is people who think I don't, like, pull my own weight. People think I live off my brother. People Mm. think, you know, they assume when I'm independent, you know, I I have a job. um, I work full time. I'm 27. um, You know, so I provide for myself. Of course, Mm. my family, you know, is there for me and, and we help each other out when we need to. But I think a lot of people assuming, which I'm sure has happened with you as well, um, the assuming is is really annoying for me. Yeah, um, and what I don't like about it is when the public, um, the media points out how much the contracts be, and that it, it gets crazy. Like with family, yep. with friends, they think like like I'm this this type of whatever person and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Which is not me or whatever. You know, um, like yeah. I work. I work, I have, you know, kids of my own. I have four boys that I got to take care mm-hmm. of and everything like that. So it, it gets, it got overwhelming to the point where I actually left New York City, where I'm from, and, you mm-hmm. know, came down here, you know, to South Carolina to get away from everything because it is overwhelming from, from the friends, the family, the social media. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you're going yeah. through right now, I went through it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I went through it. And like, especially with, with, with the Laker fans, you know what I mean? Like it, it gets, it gets really, oh, yeah. it gets really brutal sometimes, you know what I mean? But the, the difference is with me, like I go to the Laker games and stuff. So it was fun seeing them same people, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When they see me in the stands and I'm, you know, I'm six, five, 280 mm-hmm. pounds and like their, their whole demeanor change, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. So like, like I, I, First, it was funny because when I wanted you to come on this podcast, I wanted to talk about everything. I wanted to talk about the happy, um, the happy hour uh, podcast, Horford Happy Album, Horford Happy Hour. That's a lot of H's. You know, I wanted <laughs> to talk is. about that, and um, because I, I have some questions about that, about how did you get into podcasts and everything. But you went, you've been going through a lot these past couple of days, and um, I really, I really didn't like it. 
You know what I'm saying? And especially coming from a lot of men that's de definitely attacking you, calling you out your name, threatening your life over something of a trade that nobody had any control over. Like, it's just, it's just crazy. So like, you know, how are you doing from, from that aspect, from like, you know, to meet the um, people attacking you on social media and everything? Yeah. So, I mean, if you, if anyone follows me on Twitter, they know I've been in the Twitter game for a while and I feel like Twitter is one of the more brutal platforms of social media because it's just words, you know, it's not pictures. It's, and it can be anyone. It can be a coward behind a fake picture. It can be trolls. It can be whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really sad, but at this point I'm so used to it yeah. that this shit doesn't even phase me. Like people threatening my life or, saying they're going to do horrible things. You know, I've gotten it for years at this point. And um, sadly, I'm used to it. But here's the thing, like, some people ask me why I post, like I repost the horrible things people say to me. Some people are like, why don't you just ignore that? I post it. So people know that this is what like actually goes on and this is what people really say to the families of these athletes yep. and that it really is an issue yes. and so that's why i do it and then i call them out and a lot of the times you know their accounts get suspended or they have to delete their tweets and that's my whole goal is calling out the bullshit yeah, I've noticed that for years from you, um, that you have you actually been going through it. You're one of the more active people on social media. You're active just as much as I am, and um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad that you know we cross we cross paths out. So, but Ron is out the league, so like I'm safe now. But back <laughs> in the day, it was brutal. And you know what's crazy? It's because to, today is actually the 16th anniversary of when my brother got into that situation in Detroit. You know, oh I mean? yeah, with the brawl. So today is that anniversary, and it's all coming back. Like everybody's posted everybody's blowing it up and it's, it's it just gets so overwhelming sometimes to where like i'd be wanting to delete all my social media but i can't now mm. because my podcast is blowing up out the way now and everything <laughs> so it's just like i gotta deal with it like it's tough like a lot of people really don't understand everything they don't they don't understand nothing they don't understand anything they don't understand like what you know we go through as being a brother and, and you being a sister of just mm. being there for our our brothers you know because yeah. it, it's tough it's tough for them, like what they got to deal with on a day to day basis, just being them. And, um, you know, when they have a bad game, like you, you don't want nobody to just be like, all right, you know, such and such, you know, is this and that and they suck and all the other crazy stuff, whatever like that. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's just it's just insane. So, like, I just wanted to publicly, you know, stand with you on that and just let you know that, you know, I have your back and we'll always just, you know, help you out. Like if anybody come at you on social media i'm definitely in the comments right there with them giving <laughs> that same energy you know what i'm saying and um it's funny because you know um i dealt with it in, in boston with boston fans before even before um even before your brother got there this was like early in the days like because, yeah like, i remember you said that you have nothing bad to say about boston and stuff like that because boston showed y'all so much love but boston mm -hmm. is is crazy so y'all never They're brutal y'all never y'all never dealt with it in boston either never Here's the thing. The people in Boston that gave us the hardest time yeah. were the radio hosts okay. and the like the media personalities who are basically just there to to stir up shit, you know. Um, and then we had a few like troll fans here and there. But our family has never been embraced the way that Boston embraced us and 
the second, you know, that I was vocal on social media, yeah. I stood my ground. They were like, we respect that. And we love you guys. And that's what Boston's all about. So if they love you, they will ride for you. And if they don't, they will tear you apart. Yeah. Um, but I've never experienced anything like I have with Philly. Like Al was with the Hawks for, you know, so long. He was their franchise player mm-hmm. before he went to Boston. We always had a good relationship with Hawks and Hawks fans, even though, you know, their fan base is um, not as popular as other fan bases. Um, but we were always good with them. They always loved Al. We went to Boston. They loved Al. They loved the family. Went to Philly. Everything he did, they tore him apart. They didn't even give him a chance. And, you know, he wouldn't be given a max contract if he wasn't a max contract player. Like, that's what's frustrating. People think, like, do you really think a team would throw away money like that on someone who they didn't think was worth it? It yeah. just ended up not being the best fit. Yeah, he just didn't fit with the system. Um, you know, I had my issues with their coach, Brett Brown. I, you know, the way, and especially Ben Simmons being out towards the end, that really hurt Philly and their chances. And, um, you know, I think Al is getting to the point in his career where he wants a ring before he retires. And he thought, that Philly was the best place to do that. He thought, you know, it was a good opportunity for him. The money was there and you don't turn it just money. didn't work out. It didn't work out, but that's okay. Cause you never, yeah. you never know that's yeah. uh, basketball. As you know, is so unpredictable. That's true. That's true. And, um, and you also can't like, I don't understand when, when people be calling, cause I feel like there's no such thing as a bad contract in the NBA. Okay. I feel like this, this is how I feel. I'm, I'm like I said, I, I just turned 38 on Friday, right? And I guess I'm, I'm assuming that um, Al got to be about 34, 35 years old, right? You know, when you yeah, get yeah, I think he's 33, 33, 30. 34. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 34, like, yeah. Probably like his last contract, second to last major contract and stuff like that. You got to get what you can, make sure that you know that get that generational wealth and everything like that. So I don't mm-hmm. feel like there's no such thing as a bad contract. <laughs> My whole thing is this, like you know, what I'm saying they see what you they see what you did and they pay you then, hey, they got to build a team around that. That's not on, that's not on, that's not on Al. You know what I'm saying? And um, if they offering, you take it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I yeah, just, there's a man. lot that goes into it that yeah. I feel like people don't understand. The GM, the coach, the yeah. organization, everything, you know, everyone plays a major role. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's, it's just... I'm just glad that we are having this conversation because like people really need to hear it and see what they, what we, what we do. Cause like, it's funny because they don't really get the hate that it's us that, that we get it worse than them. Cause Ron be like, <laughs> Oh, what happened on Twitter? I'm like, I'll be showing them and stuff like that. Cause Ron, he really don't like when I be going back. I'm like, yo, Ron, mm-hmm. like, we're getting death threats and stuff like that. Even like with this brawl thing, like we was getting death threats on our front door. People was yeah. leaving a note on the door. Like, Yo, if you step outside, I'm gonna shoot you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Driving past on the highway, you know how them hot the houses be on a little state route or whatever. So they yeah. drive past, you can hear them like shooting the guns off. And in the end, it's, it's wild. You know what I'm saying? So like it's tough. It's tough because I want to be out there with the fans and show the fans love and and everybody that support my brother and stuff. But it's hard to it's hard to trust them because you don't know who's out there. And some people, this is all they got. 
in their life. Yeah. Like, they teams and stuff like that. I get it. You being a diehard fan, but they, they cross the line to the point like you really, you know, you're threatening people's lives is crazy, man. It's, it's just, yeah. <laughs> I feel like being a diehard fan is one thing, but then going after players, family members and threatening us and, you know, crossing a line. Yeah. That, like, like you just don't cross certain lines. Like, and the people who have the audacity to come after us, I think they really have to like reevaluate themselves and like what they stand for and who they are. Like, come on now. It's not that deep. It's like, at the end of the day, it's basketball. So chill the fuck out, you know? Yes, yes, Anna, man, you hit it on the head, and that's what I like about you, because you 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 direct <laughs> on online and you directed with me on here. I appreciate I appreciate Ender <laughs> so much. So move on real quick. Let's let's talk about the uh, Horford Happy Hour podcast. So um, I listened to a, a couple of episodes. You're very very diverse with your podcast, and I was listening to the one with your brother was on. Y'all was talking about you know the election and um. Like, how do you feel as a female minority, you know, that now we have a woman in one of the highest positions in government? How do you feel about that? I'm really excited. Um, I think that although I don't agree with everything Kamala Harris has done in her past, mm -hmm. being a prosecutor and being, you know, um, not necessarily the biggest advocate for people of color. Mm -hmm. I think that she's learned a lot from that. I think that she's owned up to it. And I think that having a woman of color as vice president in a, in and of itself is such a major leap. And I think that we need to hold on to that. I think that we need to push for that. And I'm, I mean, I'm really proud. I was holding my breath this whole election. I was seriously shitting myself about Trump getting reelected. I was so worried yeah. um, that he was going to get reelected. So I'm, I mean, you know, I think Biden is Biden and Harris. I think they're going to push us in the right direction for sure. Yeah, I think I think so, too. But I think also as citizens, we got to push them as well. We got to keep that same yep. um, to make sure that this country is being pushed in the in the right direction and stuff like that. You know, um, like your brother, um, he has some some cool comments about like, you know, Republican and everything and um, explaining about how the tax breaks for the people that's making less than four hundred thousand. I mean, like. Biden's taxes for people making more than 400,000, it doesn't hurt us, whoever's making, you know, 400,000 mm -hmm. or less or whatever like that. So like, yeah, that like how he explained that and everything. And it's actually kind of cool to have, you know, to see your brother, um, you know, talk, he's a basketball player, but he's talking politics and stuff like that. I did one yeah. politics podcast. Um, just this past election, just one, but I went live mm -hmm. with it and it, it, it had like 40,000 viewers and stuff like that. So it was actually pretty, it was actually pretty crazy. Just talk, you know, politics and stuff like that for the first time. That's my first time. Yeah, that's dope. That's yeah. dope. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm a write-in voter. I, I didn't, I didn't really um, vote for every, anybody like really particular. So I just wrote it in and stuff like that because um, mm -hmm. they got to prove me. They got the first term, they got to, they got to prove me wrong. Cause like you said about the, you know, the background and stuff like that, that's still kind of like different. You know, um, so explain explain to me more about your happy hour podcast. I know that you was drinking the Menage Trois uh, Silk. I got some in the fridge. <laughs> I got to pour my glass and stuff like that. So like you 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 love that wine, don't you? <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. So I you know I've got a new a different kind of wine or champagne every week, and mm -hmm. and we talk about a different uh, topic every week. I have a different guests on a lot of times. Um, and it all really started with me wanting to start my own podcast a few years ago. And then 
this network in Boston when Al signed was like, we love what you're doing on Twitter. We think that you would be great for a podcast. We'd like to sign you to our network. So I'm with the CLNS Media Network in Boston still right now. Um, and I love them. They're amazing. They're so supportive. They give me total free reign. I can talk about whatever the fuck I want. I'm not filtered. It's amazing. They let me do my thing. Um, I'm really appreciative of that. And um, I just wrapped up season three and now I'm doing a mini series right now on taboo topics and, yeah. and politics. Yeah, that was the first episode, but we're going to be talking about sex. We're going to be talking about religion. We're going to be talking about mental health. Um, you know, and I've got some great guests lined up. So I'm really, really excited. Can you please explain to people when a podcast network give you free reign and you can say whatever <laughs> you want, like how, how much powerful that is. Like I was going to sign with one of those podcast networks like that, but they wanted me, they wanted to control me. And I was like, you can't control me. So I just created my own podcast network, 265 Media and stuff. I just Amazing. decided to do my own thing and stuff like that. So I can control whatever I want. You know what I'm saying? Um, but please just explain to them like how, how much power you have when you had that freedom to speak how you want to speak on, on your podcast. Yeah, I mean, it was really important to me to be able to say what I wanted to say and to be unfiltered because it's so funny when people meet me in real life, whether it's members of the media or fans of like my, my family or whatever, they go, oh my God, you're the exact same as you are on Twitter. Like in real life, you're the same person. And I'm like, yeah, like I'm, I'm honest. That's my full authentic self on social media. I don't hold back. I'm not filtered. So that's exactly how I wanted to be on my podcast. And luckily I found a network who let me do that. And it's been really, really great. It's a lot of fun. I really, really enjoy it. Yeah. But, it, it, do, but do people like when people see me on social media and they, and they meet me in person, especially the media people, they realize like how, how nice I am as opposed to how, how uh, mean or snappy I can be on, on social media and stuff like that, you know? You ever yeah, but you're, you're too? probably like me. You're probably like me. So we're nice, but if yeah. you give it to us, we'll give it back to you. Yeah. That's exactly. my thing. Like if I'll, I'll be cool with anyone, but if you say some dumb shit, I'm going to correct you and like put you in your place. Yeah. And like, that's, that's what it is. You know what I mean? So as long as there's a mutual respect, we're cool. Yeah. But if you're trying to come out here and disrespect me or my family, I'm obviously not going to sit there and take it. So yeah. like, I think, I think people are, you know, you get what you give fully. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, like there'd be some media too, that like, I will talk to they're they're really nice that's actually about your family first actually how you doing they know your number before i don't know how they got your number and stuff like that then they just calling you or whatever mm -hmm. some of them are cool like I'm, I'm cool with a with a couple of of national media people like but then there's some that are just like you know out there just to write stories and 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 create controversy and stuff like that i never really seen i never really seen your brother any controversy so like i, I understand that but um i know that he just got traded to um okc yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like how you feel about how you feel about that move? But well, not move. I, I get it. I guess you'll probably stay in Michigan or whatever. But like, how do you feel about him going to, you know, me a new city and everything? You know, what? I think he's 
Al is someone who is always willing to adapt. He's always ready to adapt. So whether it's OKC or whether he actually ends up being somewhere else after this, mm-hmm. you know, we don't, um, you know, that's still to be seen. So he is an adaptable player. Yeah. Coaches love him. That's why he's a five-time all-star. You know, a lot of the times um, coaches have vouched for him and and they love him. His teammates love him. Uh, he's He's mature. He's not a stereotypical NBA player, I would say, you know, he's got his wife, his kids, he goes to church, he doesn't drink, he doesn't party, like, he is basically the opposite of me. Um, (laughs) And, um, you know, I think people really appreciate that. I think teams value that and his professionalism and ask any media member that he's worked with, you know, they're going to say, you know, he was always like the ultimate professional. So I think no matter where he ends up, he's going to, he's going to be just fine. And at the end of the day, he's, he's going to get paid. So, (laughs) you know, so there's that too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's kind of crazy. Like, like, you know, coming from, coming from how we came up and things um, from like, you know, I get, well, your situation is different because your dad played in the league, but like the financial situation is just like one day is this, then one day is that. And then it's just like, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's just like crazy. So I remember like the first big purchase my brother made for me because we have the same birthday. So I birthday. Oh, November. shit. Yeah. So, so the first big purchase, this was like when he first got into the league, I mean, like a little Dreamcast with all the video games and stuff. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, is there one like, like, like what was the first like major purchase like he got for you? For us, I mean, I think that, let me think, it wasn't anything crazy. Like, he just kind of would, if I came to visit him, you know, he'd he'd throw me some money for shopping or like, you know, um, he also, he did help me out through throughout college, which Mm -hmm. was really great. Um, I'm very fortunate about that and stuff. But you know, all the Horford siblings were all very independent. Our parents taught us to work really hard and not to expect anything. So, you know, we all have our grind. We all have our jobs. Um, We don't leech off each other, which a lot of people just assume, which is Mm -hmm. like really frustrating sometimes. Um, So, so yeah, no, we all, we all kind of do our own thing and we support each other. We have each other's backs, which is, I mean, that's what siblings do. That's yeah. what siblings do. My brother's always the one like, hey, if you got a business plan, bring it to me and then we'll go we'll go from there. You know what I'm saying? It's so yep. funny. It's so funny. It's so funny with him. But I understand, man, you gotta make sure that you keep your 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 yourself safe first. First your family, then you know, when you have family, you know, when you're making kids and everything like that too as well. So uh yeah, you you got engaged and everything. You're about to be married soon, aren't you? Yeah, so I am engaged. Um, thank you so much. My fiance is from England. Okay. Um, he is, you know, he's getting ready to marry into the Horford family, which can be a bit intimidating, especially, you know, when your dad's this giant 71-280 guy. He's got to, like, meet him, shake his hand, you know. Um, I, I was joking with him that in order to be, like, inducted into the family, he's got to play my dad, like, one-on-one. Um, and you know, my dad still plays here and there, but he, he's still dunking. He's still, you know, so, um, 
So if that if that happens, I'm gonna try to videotape it. Maybe I'll I'll give you guys a sneak peek of that. <laughs> That'd be funny to see that. One on one. That's cool. That's from England. My younger brother, um, Isaiah, he's an attorney. He graduated from London Metropolitan, um, out there in, in London. So, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's cool, like you know, traveling in the world and everything like that, and just seeing different stuff. Like, like it's fun. I just wish that more people, like you know, um, I don't want to say regular people. But sometimes, sometimes I do. You know what I'm saying? But I just wish more <laughs> common people would understand, like, hey, you know, we have feelings too and stuff. Like, you know, don't, don't come at us on social media because it's something that didn't go your way or your favorite team's way that one night and stuff, you know? Um, yeah. You know, it's just it's, it's just insane. So um, what else What else do you have uh, going on with you? Like, tell us more about Anna. What's going on with Anna? <laughs> you know, I am, obviously, I'm planning a wedding right now, which is, is pretty uh, stressful. Um, but, um, I've got my podcast. I've got this mini series going on right now. I am hopefully going to be doing some more on camera stuff with my network soon. Um, you know, my, that's my thing. I love radio. I love podcasting. That's what I'm comfortable doing. That's what I feel like I'm good at. So, um, you know, just expanding on that in the future, I think is like my goal. Um, and maybe getting into fashion a bit because, as you know, as someone else who's like tall, much taller than the average person, finding tall fashion is really difficult. Um, and so I have, you know, looked into starting like a tall fashion line and everything. And, and um, just because me and my siblings have all always struggled finding clothes, finding shoes, finding, you know, things that are long enough, things that fit. Um, and, there's a real need for it. So, so that's definitely something that I'm going to be working on something that hopefully I'll be able to share with you guys um, here pretty soon in the future. Yeah, that's cool, man. You know, um, I was listening to your podcast and I noticed that you had the, um, commercial with the legends brand which is one of my favorite brands and stuff, you know, um, Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. Horford, if, if anyone wants 20% off the promo code is Horford 20 right now. Um, so go get Cause that's, it's good shit. Like the yeah. brand is great. You know, they're out of LA. Um, it's, it's good shit. Yeah. And it's definitely, they, they have, you know, tall people sizes as well, man, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, man. Um, I guess, I guess that's it. I want to thank you for coming on to the show today. You know? Yeah. Thank you for having me. I love seriously, like talking with people who know my struggle. I'm yeah. like, fully into that Liv Simmons, Ben Simmons sister. She's one of my good friends. Um, she's been on my podcast a few times. Okay. We bond over, you know, the bullshit that we get constantly from fans. Um, so, so yeah, there's, <laughs> you know, it, I'm, I'm happy to talk about it anytime, anytime. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big Liv Simmons fan. I've seen that documentary <laughs> and I've seen her, um, how she was, um, her, her struggles and how she was, open with it and stuff like that because I had moments like that with with my brother as well mm -hmm. um there was times I like all right so there was times when I was growing up when I during my basketball time and um you know Ron was like number five in the nation in high school and stuff you know mm -hmm. he's doing all his outstanding things and then one game I came in I scored 66 points in a game 14 years old and then nobody in my house said anything about it you know, crazy. It, it was crazy. Can I ask you an honest, honest question, though? Yes, always. Since, all right, you the middle child. I'm the middle child, so we getting it from every angle. And have you ever kind of like felt? I will be honest. 
I kind of felt resentment for my brother when um he was going through it and I kind of felt like left out with the family and everything. Have you ever have you ever like felt any other any type of way like that before? Oh, definitely. I think the the best word I can use to describe it is forgotten. Okay. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes you just feel forgotten because the kids younger than you, they're the babies, they have to be looked after. The older kids are the golden child, you know, the golden children. Um, and then you're just there in the middle and you're trying to do your best. And yeah, sometimes, you know, your parents do kind of overlook you and stuff, but, uh, mm. we, I mean, we all have our struggles too. So. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was the struggles. You know what? One struggle I never had though. I never had the find the money struggle with Ron. Like one thing I don't argue with my brother about, we'll argue about anything else, but mm-hmm. we never argue about money at all. Like that's I, good. I, I seen it. I seen it even during the NBA days with other players and their family and stuff like that. I'm like, that's the last thing you can do. That's the last thing you should do. Have any mm-hmm. advice I can give to anybody? Like, no, the money, the money argument, that don't even don't even talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's like it's 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 um it's it's been, you know what I mean, a really good relationship with me and my brother. Like we really have a great relationship, like not only just sharing the same birthday, but just playing basketball and me helping him all along the way, especially when he got suspended that year and living yeah. with him for that year in Indiana and you know, helping him get his career back. And people always talk about the brawl, people always talk about the bad stuff. Like nobody talks about the hard work to go from the brawl, to mm-hmm. come back and build yourself back and then go win a championship. And I really hope that Al wins a championship one day for real because it's it's a feeling, it's a feeling that um, that it's it, the it ultimate goal. It's, it is, it is, and I really wish that for him because he deserves it. To be honest, you know, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of his game because, like, during like my early professional years, I, I liked him. He played hard, undersized like me. I played power forward in the center at six five. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. thirteen years, <laughs> you know, and um, to see like his footwork was was something that I, I kind of like try to mimic my game after and everything, even though I'm older than him, but I'm always a student of the game. I'm always looking and, and, and always wanting to learn and stuff like that. So he's always one of my favorite players, really tough when he first came into the NBA and everything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I really wish that he wins the championship, I, I, but I'm not going to say, hey, take a discount and go, win. no, we don't do discounts. All right. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. 100%. We don't do discounts, but I really hope that like when it's all said and done that he, he got to go, he got, he got to go, he got to go get one of them. He got to get one of them. I know he's trying, then you got the LeBron factor and this that and the other you know with us with me it was it was a first it was um paul pierce and then it was it was kobe so like how how it feel like when when he's going up against lebron and it's just like god damn like how did it feel for like coming from like your perspective you know because he's right there atlanta was good them years it was good number one team in the league and then like lebron just be like just messing shit up you know like <laughs> yeah it was tough. It was tough. Cleveland fans are tough. You know, we had our back and forth with Cleveland. Um, they didn't like me on social media. I didn't like them. I was very vocal about it, very open about it. Yeah. Um, yeah so, no, it was tough. But, um, you know, I mean, it's it's anytime you're going up against LeBron, Anytime you're going up against, you know, a, a really good team, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a challenge. Um, when Owls with the Hawks, they gave them a run for their money. When Owls with Boston, yeah. you know, they gave them a run for their money. Um, so, so yeah, it's all about getting the right pieces, having the right team. Um, and we all know exactly who LeBron is, what kind of player he is. He's, 
you know, the best in the world. He's great. I don't know how you personally feel about LeBron. Um, I know a lot of people have mixed feelings about him, but it's, it's pretty undeniable, you know, what he's done, what he's accomplished. And, and anytime you're going up against him, it's going to be a challenge. So it's funny. You say that. I don't know how you feel about LeBron because like, <laughs> it is just crazy that you got to say that to somebody. I know how yeah. I feel about LeBron. That's, 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 that's one of my favorite players to watch, man. You know what I'm saying? So like, like you said, it's, it's just undeniable, you know? Um, so, but you did mention Boston too. So how did it feel like when you, y'all had him, okay? Y'all had, <laughs> had him. And then like, it's just like game seven or whatever, like y'all had him. So how did that feel? I'm just talking about from, from your emotions. Cause I've been in, I, I've been around, like my brother first got into playoff contention. Like they went to, um when the NBA used to go to five, five games back in, in the early days and stuff, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, so they went to five games versus versus New Jer- the New Jersey Nets with Jason Kidd and Ken Martin and everybody, you know what I'm saying? So like my emotions, yeah. like, man, they had them. And then like, it just, it just slipped away. So like, how did that feel when y'all was up three, two against Cleveland? And then like, y'all had them even in game seven late. And then like the game was just over. Like, how did that, how did that make you feel? Like just, just, uh, you know, just, just by watching yourself. Yeah. I mean, I think the number one word that comes to mind is frustrating. Yeah it's just frustrating when you're so close, you're doing so well. Um, and, and it just can all slip away so quickly. Um, but that's also like the beauty of the game. It's unpredictable. Um, and, and yeah, so I think I'm really proud of every team that Al's been on and, and what they've accomplished Al in, you know, he's, I think he's been in the NBA, what, 13 or 14 seasons now. He's yeah. never missed the playoffs. Yes. And he and I think maybe only one or two players in the NBA can say that total. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm I mean, I'm just really proud of him and what he's done. And um, you know, every team he's on, I joke about how he's like the dad of the team. He's <laughs> always given like advice to the young guys. He's always telling them how to, you know, be careful with your money, be careful with who you trust, be careful with you know, um, your longevity and like taking care of your body because it doesn't last forever. And he's learned so much. And I I think that the young guys, especially when he was on Boston, Tatum Brown, they all really, really looked up to him. Um, and I think, you know, I think that says so much about a person. So, so yeah, I'm really, I'm really proud of him. Um, and that aspect. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. But I'm really looking forward for him doing, uh, you know, big things in Oklahoma City. Just don't go visit that hotel. I forgot the name of the hotel. If you ever go. Oh, visit- no. What? What is it? Is it haunted? Yeah, it's haunted for real. Maybe wait, like- okay. You were in Indiana, right? Yes. Do you know? Oh, wait, maybe it's not Indiana. No, it is. Okay. The, the hotel that Al won his national championship at. I don't remember. It might have been the Omni or something. Yep, Omni. Yep, yep. You said um, where where the players stayed, and we got trapped in an elevator with the players and um, like ten other people. Like, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, it's because the hotel's haunted," you know. And then the the Fister in Milwaukee, where a lot of teams stay, where our family stays when Al plays there, that hotel's haunted too. They have so many ghost stories. So like. Whatever hotel this is in Oklahoma, you got to shoot it to me and let me know so we can avoid yeah. any like any negative circumstances. Yeah. And um, 
and then stay away from OKC during like the spring, spring summers and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because they got that dang tornadoes, man. Indiana has tornadoes <laughs> too, man. But Oklahoma, yeah. they just get it. And it's funny because it it really hits Oklahoma City. It hit Oklahoma City, but like outside of Oklahoma City, it's just like this is like tornado central out there, man. In, 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 mm-hmm. in that part of the world, you know. But um, yep. yeah. So, um, before we get out of here, just plug your social media. Let everybody know where they can follow you. I'm really glad that. I was able to have this conversation. My first time ever doing this. I think I'm going to do this with somebody else now. So who's next? Kevin Durant. Amazing. Yeah. Hell yeah. Westbrook's brothers. Hell like, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> so yeah. Definitely. Let everybody know. Um, yeah. So on Instagram, I'm at Anna Horford. On Twitter, I'm at Anna Horford. My podcast is Horford Happy Hour, available on all podcasting platforms. Um, feel free to tweet me. Say hi. Um and and yeah i really really appreciate you having me on this was a lot of fun um i really enjoyed talking with you bonding over you know being nba siblings and and whatnot so yeah it's been good yeah thank you thank you very much for that i appreciate that i'm looking to have more conversation with you too maybe we could do like a joint collab podcast on something else man you know on what on what you got going on you know talking about mental health which is i have a lot of experience in that being that's like in my family you know with my mm-hmm. dad and my brothers and everything like that so i would definitely like to actually you know talk about my experiences in the mental health um you know my mental health journey and stuff like hell that yeah well so yeah i would definitely like yeah. to so yeah y'all can reach me at daniel watches pod on instagram and twitter also you can reach me on instagram and twitter at 265 media that's the number two the word 60 and the number five media all right um but that being said i'm out of here for anna horford i'm daniel Ortiz. thank you for listening to the podcast and y'all have a good day peace